Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome to another episode with your coach, Dr. Latifat, aka Money Fit MD. All right, y'all. So, I mean, first of all, if you've never met me, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're listening. It's a privilege to be in your ears today and every single day or every single week when I get to do that. For those that haven't met me, I'm a money coach, which means that I want every woman physician to have money because I totally believe that money is a tool for empowerment. And when we have it, we can own our own voice. So that's why I do this podcast every week, sometimes twice a week, so I can get that information to you guys. And as part of my mission to help women physicians have money, I invest delicious time with delicious guests, one of who is here with us today. And no, you cannot eat her, but she is may change your life for the good because she's going to teach you how to transform your money. But first of all, I want to invite you to meet Dr. Ronnie. Welcome to our show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I love your platform. Thank you. Thanks for being here. So I'm going to tell you just a little bit about her and how we met. And she's going to take the mic and blow you guys' minds away because that's what she does. So she is an emergency medicine physician. She's also a mama of two kids because I love moms. I mean, I love women, period. But if they're moms, they're like have little extra stars in my mind. (laughs) But the reason why we are here together is we're actually we've been part of common spaces that exist in the entrepreneurial world. And we've just had the joy of chatting a little bit more, learning more about each other, what she's doing. And when I heard what she was doing with passive income, I'm like, home girl, you need to come here and chat with my people because I want my people to have money. And if you have a door, then we need to open that door and let our people in. So tell us what you do for a living. (laughs) Thank you so much for that amazing intro. So I'm an ER physician. After 16 years at the bedside, I got severe burnout, feeling stress, anxiety before my shifts, after my shifts, in between my shifts. I found that it took me very long to recover between shifts. And, you know, about 10 years in, I was like, how am I going to do this for 30 years? How am I going to recover? How am I going to do that? What, what are my other options? And that's when it kind of hit me that I'm a high paid worker. If I don't work, I don't get paid. And, you know, it was, it was like, what, how can I make money when I'm not working? That's the only way I'm going to be free from this job or be able to work less, cut down on my shifts, have less stress. And I started investing passively in apartments, actually in multiple assets in commercial real estate, in something called a syndication. So I was part of multiple syndications and I was able to make recurring income just from my home with very little work, just putting my money in and making it work for me. And slowly, this is through the next five years, five or six years, I was able to leave my grueling job and transition to something less, less stressful. So I I transitioned out of ER and I work for a medical device company, but I also, I still see all my friends in the ER suffering, all the physicians that are burned out throughout the specialties. I'm on all the forums and it just breaks my heart when people don't know about the possibility of passive real estate investing and how much freedom and flexibility can create. So really, I, I, the last year I've spent really thousands of hours and 
tens of thousands of dollars educating myself on how to teach other people and how, how to really help them earn their own passive income so that they can have the freedom to, to live the life they want on their own terms. I love, I love how you said that. I'm going to go back to the beginning because, you know, that was a lot of amazing stuff. And I want to touch base on some of the ones. I mean, if you're a physician, we know that burnout is a big thing in medicine. And I've shared my story on this platform that part of the reason why I decided to learn about money was to decrease my chances of burnout because I looked around in medicine and I said, I love medicine. I want to take care of patients for as long as I choose to. But I looked at a lot of my attendings and they were burnt out. So it was a fear of burnout that actually made me start to learn about the money because I truly believe that when physicians in general have financial freedom, we can choose how we practice medicine in a way that's healthier for us while we're not having to overwork because that's one of the things that happens with overwork. And what we don't realize is overworking is actually really expensive because when we are working, it's you know, cost a lot of money to maintain life outside of work. And when we're overworking, we also tend to be more emotional shoppers, emotional eaters, and all those other things that doesn't actually help us feel well. So it's really interesting to me that for you, you experienced burnout. And that was the point where you said that something had to change. Absolutely. Absolutely. What was it that tipped you over? Were you just, I mean, was it like someone said something or you, because a lot of times people are feeling burnout, but there's no sense of when to get help. What was it that made you feel like, okay, it's time for me to get help. It's time for me to do something different. I think it was more of a gradual gradual fall off a cliff rather than just like falling off the cliff. It it was every shift I would come home and I would sit there and I would say, I think a year was removed from my life. And then it just was, and then I said, okay, well, let me just see if this is the more of my shifts or less of my shifts that I feel this way. And I started keeping track and I started seeing that it went from three or four shifts out of my 15, 16 shifts that I felt overwhelming, like overwhelming stress and, and desire to leave medicine. And that shifted to really all of the shifts. And that's when I was like, actually by that time I had been, when I started with the three shifts, that's when I started the real estate journey, uh, like trying to make, give myself a safety net rather than just having to just quit right out. But by the time, I mean, the, really the pandemic was what pushed me completely ready to quit. Just the fact that we are so disrespected in healthcare. As an ER physician, you're really a commodity. I felt, especially where I was working, I felt they, they were continuously cutting our resources. They were cutting the staffing. They were cutting our pay. They were asking us to take on more liability, more risk, stretching us and stretching us and stretching us. And then on top of it, they told us, you know, wear a bandana. You'll be fine during COVID. Here's a plastic trash bag. You'll be fine. They didn't even care about my health in, uh, you know, so it, it became to the point where I was at risk. My physical wellness was at risk, my health, my family's health, what I was going to bring. And I was like, I'm done. I need to do something where I'm respected, 
where I'm valued, where I can really help other people without this despair, which is really what I was feeling. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really sorry to hear that. And, and I think that's the key is because you had the tools, you had given yourself the tools you knew that you did not have to stay in an unsafe space where you're being told to use a freaking bandana. What the <laughs> heck is that? Against COVID. COVID is like you and your bandana, we're going to yeah. infect you both. You right. and your bandana. <laughs> like seriously, come yeah. on. And that's the thing, right? People, you know, the goal is not that everyone lives medicine. I'm going to practice medicine for as long as I choose to, which I have zero plans of quitting. But when things are being done that are morally, ethically, just wrong when you're financially empowered you get to say no we deserve better our staff deserves better our patients deserve better and the more of us have that voice the more we actually are going to see changes happening in medicine and what's going to happen is physicians are going to be practicing medicine and guess who wins our patients win because we're not there because we have to we're there because we want to and now we've strengthened our own power in our voice and we can advocate for ourselves and those around us and i love 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 that you were in a i mean that's just ridiculous yeah. Bandana. You know, and I still have my colleagues that are still in that same job and they see me out and, you know, they had wished that when I had told them, let's start doing this, I went ahead and started, I started doing it. And when I left, they were like, how did you leave? I'm like, well, I told you like five years ago that I'm doing this thing. You know, I asked you to join me and, and now, you know, now they're like, well, I want you to help me. And really, I just, really want to help them as, as much as I can because they're suffering, you know, they're, they're supposed to be nurturers and, and health healers. And how can you, how can you be a healer in, in conditions in the, like that we're working in feeling trapped, making, you know, you have to see 30 to 50 patients a day, forget like multiple critical patients at the same time. The amount of stress that is going on in healthcare right now it's insane. And if you have the ability to cut back and you have the ability to, to leave if you want to, it just gives you that like sense of relief. And I, I feel so grateful that I had something to supplement my income that I did. I, if I just was like, I'm, you know, I'm just quitting. Like I, I would be a, such a lot a of gift. people. That's can. such a gift. It is a gift. Yeah. And a lot of people cannot, but they can if acquiring the right tools. And the beauty of it is when you have the tools, you're able to look objectively at your situation and decide whether I need to quit, period, or I need to change the setting that I'm in. And these people are not appreciating this. And maybe I need to go create my own thing, right? I need to start my own emergency department, my own, whatever it is. The bottom line is as physicians, we've been conditioned and thought that we have to fit into a settings, but we can actually create our own settings. And when you have options, you can look more objectively and literally create the future that you want to see. And we know based on data that systems that are run by physicians actually are better so if we physicians can get our money stuck together, if we can get our mind together, because I know it's not easy and the battle starts in the mind, whether you think you can or you think you cannot, you are right. If we can get those tools that we need, 
we are going to change medicine, guys. That's what this is all about. It's about empowering ourselves and creating what we want to see in the world. So I'm glad that you're here. Thank you. And, you know, really the freedom of having money, that is the freedom that so many people don't have. So creating that freedom, freedom to choose, freedom to choose your life, it is so important. And that's what, what you're doing. When you're getting that mindset, people don't talk about money. They don't talk about wealth. They don't talk about it. It's, it's taboo. And I, and I really feel like that is what traps you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Talking about it, creating strategies to help you is what gives you the freedom to change the world <laughs> or healthcare or whatever it is. You're, you're just your, your own world. Yeah. Your world, it could start with you and your kid. Your world could start with you alone, right? But that's, it's like microsystems. You change microsystems and change microsystems. And like what I do, I'm not going to be able to change the world by myself. But my goal is to help women that are impact-driven to have money so they can be, we can amplify the change. It's a domino effect, right? Where we all do our part. And I love that I'm seeing more and more women in the money space, I love seeing women doing real estate. But I want to ask you, so five years ago, you decide I need to have money outside of medicine because I see COVID coming in five years. <laughs> I see bandanas in my future and I know that that's not ethical. What was your first passive real estate investment you, you invested in and why did you choose to say yes to that deal? You know, what's really funny is now with all of my real estate education, I look back at my first deal and I laugh because I did nothing that I teach people to do. I I didn't research the deal. I didn't research the market. I didn't research the sponsor. I didn't vet anything. My husband came to me and told me that one of his friends puts money into like uh, one tenant properties that are leased. It's called a triple net lease. So really it's leased for like 20 to 30 years and you have one tenant. Typically it could be like a 7-Eleven or, you know, like a CVS or a Walgreens or something like that. That's going to be there for 20 to 30 years. And and my, my husband was like, yeah, he owns, you know, a piece of maybe a thousand 7-Elevens. And I'm like, well, can we get into that? Like, and he's like, oh yeah, he's he's getting a check from the rent. I'm like, well, can we, can we get into that? So they sent us over a contract. I didn't know where it was going to be. I didn't know what kind of building or who the tenant was, nothing. And I put in $25,000 and it ended up being an auto zone in Minnesota. And I was like, okay, auto zone, like we're going to have cars, you know, it'll be there for 20 years, you know, hopefully. And what was interesting was a month later, they refinanced that entire property and I got my entire money back. Wow. Um, but I owned, you know, I owned a, pe- a piece of the, I still owned it. So I was like, what do I, why do I have this money back? What do I do with it now? Like they were supposed to hold it for 10 years. <laughs> what do I do with it? And, and now I get it. I still get a check every quarter for $54. Nice. <laughs> Not a lot hey. of money. But it's like, okay, so I got my money back, plus I'm getting $54. I'm like, oh, now I'm, you know, you go to your, this is the actual mailbox money. You go to your mailbox, you get a check, you deposit it. And you didn't, did nothing for that money. That's, that's passive income. And, you're, and, I, and I, I'm like, I like this. How do I 
10x this, 100x it, 1,000x it, 10,000x it? Like, how do I actually scale this? And that's kind of what started me on the journey of real estate with that little experience. <laughs> love it, love it. I love that you're like, let's just get in on this, right? And sometimes, I mean, yes, I recommend education and learning. Yes. But the bottom line is you took that first step and you took an action And you may not be here today if you didn't just do one. I mean, you could have made a mistake. And 25 grand is a good amount of money. However, in the context of your entire life, it's a fraction of something, right? So the bottom line is you did that. And because you did that, now you can do all the stuff that you're doing now. It did give me the confidence. But, you know, I do look back and I do not recommend doing that. The credibility was that we knew the person, but like you should definitely research the markets and research the the sponsorship team and, and know what their business plan is. Like at this point, I still don't know what the plan is. I guess we're going to hold it forever. I don't really know. Like, when am I going to get my money out? Like, so in retrospect, I should have learned a little bit more. And now you've learned. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And now you did. Because the first thing is just actually, I'm not, I mean, you can't imagine how many people have that analysis paralysis of not taking action, but part of it is fear, right? But you knew that person. Yes, I want you to do your due diligence, but you took an action. And because of that, you've been able to amplify it. But who knows? Maybe you would not have if you didn't take that first action. But also five years ago, there weren't as many people in the physician spaces that we're giving out and sharing all those information that we now have the privilege of learning. So yes, it's knowledge is more accessible. Now, thank God that more doctors are seeing the power of being financially empowered. So I, I love that you made that first good mistake. And now you're like, y'all don't do the same thing. Don't do what I did. I'm going to teach you exactly how I wish I had done it so yes. that you can do it better, faster and achieve your goals sooner than I did. So Yes. Earlier, you mentioned syndicate. Can you define? Because I mean, my audience is a very broad audience. So some people may have heard about it and wondering what the heck it is and not know where to ask. But since this is a safe space, talk to us about what that is. So syndications, it's basically a partnership. It's a business structure of how to purchase something. So it's a partnership between passive investors and active investors and they pool their money together to buy something large. And you can syndicate to buy a hospital. You can syndicate to buy a a surgical center. You can syndicate to buy a boat. You can syndicate to do a lot of different things. What I do is I syndicate to buy large apartment complexes. So it's very similar to when you buy a single family home. You have to get a loan, 30% down, Or, you know, let's say it's a 30% down payment and then the bank pays the rest. It's the same thing with for a $30 million property. You have to come up with 30% of the, of the down payment. And then the bank puts the other $23 million. So, you know, how how do you buy that? You know, I don't have $7 million. Uh, Not yet. (laughs) How do you do that? Well, you, a lot of people come together, they pool their money and they both buy it. So everybody kind of gets something out of it. The passive investors put their money and what do they get out of it? They get a passive income. They have someone else running the show. They don't have to worry about it. They just sit back, invest their money, and they get a a distribution. 
The active investors are the ones that are finding the deal. They're the ones that are doing the due diligence on the property. They're doing all the financial analysis. They're getting the loan. They're creating the business plan of what they're going to do to the property to increase the value. They're the ones that help manage that asset to raise the rents and to deal with the property management company and, and do all the things that need to be done to the property. And they do the capital raise. So they find the passive investors and then eventually they sell the property. So typically it's the deal lasts between three to five years. And so you're really a partner together on these deals. That's what a syndication is. It's a partnership. So typically if I was to put my money down and say, oh, this sounds like a great thing you're doing. Here's my money. Is there usually a minimum amount needed to start this? So it really depends on the deal and the team. Some it, Typically, it's between $50,000 and $100,000 to start off with. And people are like, oh my God, like who has that amount of money? I don't have that in my bank. Well, you know, what's great about these is that they're SEC regulated. And it's so you can use your retirement account. So people that have been in different jobs, they might have $500,000 sitting in their retirement, their 401ks, they can roll it over and tap into that. But you can invest with a trust, you can invest with an LLC, you can invest with your cash. And there's benefits to all of it, but th- that's the typical investment. Again, some, some things have smaller amounts and some things have higher, it just really depends. So if I was, you know, people, life has happened, People's credit scores may not be great. They want to buy real estate, but they've not been deemed to find favorable terms. Do you guys typically look at the credit history of the passive investors? Oh, that's a great question. No, we don't. So there's two types of investors. There's something called an accredited investor. And that is a person that has a million dollars of net worth or they're making as an individual $200,000. Then there's a sophisticated investor. These are people that are educated, but don't have the funds. I mean, don't have the net worth. So those are the only two criteria that these are looked at. It depends on what kind of SEC transaction this is. Some of them, some syndications are 506Cs that accept only accredited investors. And some of them are 506Bs where they do take a small amount of sophisticated investors. And I typically like to do those because it gives those sophisticated investors access to deals that they would never have. Once you get that accredited investor level, you have a lot more opportunities. And when we are able to take these sophisticated investors, we're able to open doors for people that typically don't get access to this kind of... I love that. The reason why I ask that is I have a good number of people that I've worked with that may be divorced and or have spouses that may not have made the right financial decisions, or maybe they themselves didn't make great financial decisions before. And now they're trying to improve things and build their wealth. And as you know, if you want to buy a home in your name, you want to buy a property, it goes on your credit. So you do need to qualify based on that. And I think that this is a potential option, even for people that are like, okay, well, the past is the past. I made those mistakes or my spouse this, And now I want to make sure that it's not setting me back even further in my wealth building. So I love that that's an option. So that's you, passive real estate, to get started as you continue to build the rest of your stock. And go on my vlog and you can find the video that I made on how to improve your credit score with little simple tips. So that's for you. I should probably post that on the podcast one of those days. But anyways, I digress. (laughs) (laughs) 
I know you shared your story and you had that deal where you got your money back, but what's an average return? Because especially if we're going to be moving money around, we're looking at, you know, maybe borrowing money from 401k towards this. What is the average kind of return that people look for or typically try to have in these deals? You know, there's so many ways to talk about a deal. Is it internal rate of return, average annual return, multiples? I like talking in multiples. It's simple. You put in $50,000 at five years. Most of the time you have, so you you get your money back. So it's a 2X return. Okay. That's a lot of these deals. Some of them are 1.85. Some of them are 1.99. These are very, very close in terms of numbers. But what's great is that you don't have to wait to the end to get your money. What you're actually, you're as an investor in these, you're getting paid throughout the deal, small amounts throughout the deal. And then when they sell, you get a big chunk. So you really want it to be sold. But throughout, while you're waiting, you're not just sitting there with nothing. You're still getting, most of the time, it's about an 8% average annual return on your money per year. And it it ramps up. So you start off with like 4% in the first year. And as they're raising the rents, it goes up to 6%. And then it goes up to 8%, 11%, 13%, and they sell. But you're getting money every single quarter or month, depending on who the operator is. So you're not only are you getting it at the end, but you're getting some money and you're also getting crazy tax benefits. So you don't actually, with the tax benefits that you get with these, you don't actually pay taxes on the money that's being distributed because of something called depreciation, which is a long talk all of on its own. So I won't get into it, but there's a lot of depreciation or phantom losses that you can get, especially with apartment investing. Yes. And for those that are listening, just really briefly, if you're thinking about depreciation, it's that's one of the beauty of real estate, right? Because over time, the value of properties go up over time in general. However, there is something called depreciation where on paper, there is a loss of value that usually happens over about 30 years or so. There are some ways where that loss can be expedited on paper, Right. But the bottom line is, even though you have real estate and the value of the property is going up, there is some loss of value that's expected on paper per year. And that is one of the amazing benefits of real estate. And you should definitely have real estate. Now that we know that active is an option and passive is also an option because you don't have to be an expert, but there are physicians and people out in the world that know the stuff. And what we're trying to do is help you get the information you know in order to be able to figure out where to start from and who to start, start with. And I think that brings me to a question actually. How do we know what to work with? How do we know how to, how do we know what to trust when it comes to those deals? How do we know what to invest in? Because my audience in general are women physicians and a lot of them, a lot of them have, they're like impact driven. And part of the concern some people have is if I give my money to this entity that I don't know, are they going to go out there and like change communities and get rid of people that look like us? You know, that those are some of the concerns. And I know you and I, we've talked about that as well offline. So what's your thought about that? So you really want to do business with people that you know, that you like, and that you trust. I think those, once you stick with those three things, then that's, that's the key. Now you can also do the background, right? Like 
And the same person could be bringing you deals in different parts of the country. And you might say, you know, I don't want to invest in Nashville. I might only want to invest in Dallas. So even with the same person that you know, like, and trust, you might not still not like the deal, but getting to know them, getting to know what they're about really gives you the confidence. But, but the truth is, is that you have to just take a leap of faith at some point. You can be vetting and vetting and vetting. I know someone that would fly out to the properties that they were going to be passively investing. And I'll be honest, I, I, heard, I heard her tell me this and I was like, wow, I never did that. <laughs> I'm in 13 syndications right now and I've never right. flown out to see the properties. I listen to the presentations. I listen to the people that I'm partnering with. I get to know them. And that's how you build relationships. And that's kind of where you put your money. And honestly, these days with technology, right? Just go and Google whatever that is. Google land that little figure on the floor and walk around the neighborhood. I know. <laughs> walk around the neighborhood virtually, right? And because I think it's important for us to remember that if you are going to create impact, you can do that louder, better more effectively with money. And we know that when there is more diversity in money, it affects for good the impact that is created. So if the thought of, well, I don't know I'm going to trust those people is the reason why you're not doing it, that's literally like standing outside of the door and refusing to come into the house because you're like, I don't know if you're going to have food or not, right? You do your due diligence. You find people that you trust. You find people and you can ask them questions yeah. about those things that are concerning to you. And if it doesn't seem to fit the bill, then you walk away. But if it seems to fit the bill, then you invest with them, but not even getting any food at all in the door is not helping you other people that you want to serve. So if you're listening to this, yeah, I'm talking to you. I want you to ask for questions. It's your money. We want you, we want it to go into things that are in line with your value in, in line with your mission. And I know that was a property you were, t- were talking about. I think I forget what neighborhood you said you invested in. And you talked about the fact that, you know, it was part of what you guys were talking about was keeping the culture of the place as is. And can you tell us a little bit more about, I don't know if you remember the property we're talking about was a few weeks ago. Um, I don't remember. (laughs) That's what happens when you've invested in a lot of (laughs) y'all. You start to forget which one of which it is. But the bottom line though, is just that idea of having conversations with people asking those questions that may seem like they're hard and knowing that there are people like you that are, have the same goals, same mission. And if you don't find them, then you need to be like Ronnie and learn the skills and start to run syndicates yourself so that you can invest in a way that is in line with your own value and your ethics as well. But if you don't have the time to spend to do it, because it does, it takes a lot of time, then you, you partner up with someone that has done it. Someone that has the experience, that has the education and you vet them and then you trust. That's the biggest thing. Trust your gut, and then you trust someone else. Trust not, not, not everyone is trying to screw you. <laughs> Listen to that. Not everybody is. You know, do your due diligence, learn the things you need to learn, but know that it's possible. And there are people that are just like you that believe in the same thing that you do, at least close enough, that want to use money for good and you can partner with them. So tell us about what you're working on, because I know you have some deals going on. You've been running 
in, you know, stuff yourself as well. You know, like no longer partnering with what you no longer completely passive. You're now more on the active zone of things. So tell us about what you're working on. Yeah. So I, I, over the last year, I joined a paid mentorship program to learn how to actively syndicate. And that's put me in circles of people that have been doing this for 15 to 20 years, learning from really the top people, not only content, but conferences and lectures and seminars and summits and it just nonstop. And I was lucky enough this year to get into my first active syndication. And really it just started snowballing. I, we purchased a 200 unit apartment complex in Houston, right in the Texas medical center. And that deal I absolutely love because it's right in the largest tech medical center in the United States. There's, you know, over like now I forget how many hospitals, but like six hospitals, multiple medical schools, dental schools, chiropractic schools, ophthalmology schools. I mean, there's just like so many health professionals there, not only, but also MD Anderson is there. So if people are getting, you know, treatments and and things like that, they can come and, and stay in our apartments. And so it was really just such an incredible opportunity as my first deal. And then like three weeks later, I got my second deal, (laughs) which was like, ah, oh my God. And that was, I went from 200 apartment, 200 unit apartment complex to two apartment complexes. One was 200 and one was 488 units. Wow. Um, That one is in Fort Worth. And so it was like 688 units jumping in. And this time I partnered with a different team and just as experienced. And so I get to work with What's, it's really a team sport. You get to work with multiple teams and people with different experiences and you're really just growing and learning and, you know, working together. It's, it's, it's beautiful. And we're going in there and we're just fixing up these, these apartments and, you know, maybe there's roaches and maybe there's, you know, crime or whatever, but you, you fit, you fix it. And, and what's really fun is when you're in partnering with these experienced people that have been doing this for so many years, they tell you all kinds of stories. They're like, Oh yeah. When I bought my first apartment complex, they found a body in the dumpster, you know, and wow. there were drug deals and all kinds of things. And, and the, you know, so just how do you, how do you improve that kind of you know, apartment complex, we're making it people that want to live there and want to bring their families to live there. And so you get to really learn from the best. And so those are my other two deals. And, and that was in July, like July, August. And now I have something, a deal that I'm working on that's 1,600 units in Dallas, Fort Worth. So it that's is awesome. a huge portfolio that I'm really excited about. It's going to be a great opportunity. Um, really excited to be part of it. It's I'm partnering with the same team that I did my second deal with, and it's just been so exciting and, and just fun. And I really just I'm getting a rush, so it's it's just fun. <laughs> That's awesome. So let me ask, how are you inviting physicians to partner with you in this? Because you know it's like someone's like sixteen hundred. That's a lot of units. What am I going to do? Am I going to be calling agents? Am I going to be more passive? Like, how are you using? And I always talk about leveraging relationships. How are you using those relationships and leveraging your ability to meet all those experienced people and bringing all those goodness to the physician community? 
So the way that people can get access to these kind of deals is to establish a relationship with me. So setting up a call, talking with me, and that's when I would talk to them and say, hey, you know, what are your investment goals? What, what do you want to achieve? Because some people want diversification. Some people want just tax benefits. Some people want appreciation. They just, they don't need the money now, they need it later. Some people need a little bit of money now. Some people need all of it. So really getting to understand what, what the, the partner wants, the limited partner, the investor, and then really matching them with the deal and, and telling them, and you know, if they're looking for X, Y, Z, I can be like, well, this, this, this deal is not going to give you this, but it'll give you this and this, and then letting you decide, you know, well, maybe I'll wait for the next deal. So there, that's where developing that relationship and having those conversations and, and really the way I, I'm not like a bot. I don't have a VA making these phone calls with people. I don't have an investor relations person. It's me. It's me talking. It's me answering questions. It's me helping with the forms that you have to fill out. So, you know, I'm all about like the personal relationships and I I really want people to trust me just because I know how much distrust we have as doctors. (laughs) We don't trust anybody. And, you know, that's something that I pride myself is that people trust me. You're not a bot. Say that again. <laughs> You're like, I'm not a robot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a bot. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Where can they find you though? Because you're like, find me, but where are you? Where are you hiding these days? Well, first of all, you know, you can email me at Ronnie at Shalwin Properties, S-H-A-L-W-I-N Properties.com. And you can find me on my website, ShalwinProperties.com. And, and I'm going to be... Social media... You know, Instagram, Facebook, I'm everywhere if you're looking. (laughs) Find her everywhere. And what I'm going to do is we're going to include all of that details in the show notes as well so that you don't have to go trying to figure out how to spell Sharwin because I will need to check the the spelling myself (laughs) so we can make sure we get it right. But the bottom line is shall win. We're going to win. We're going to, we shall win together. Is that what the name was from? Is that how you came up with it? That, and it's a combination of my my last name and my husband's last name. So I'm That's Shilev awesome. and he's Winsky, so shall win. But That's together, awesome. we, we win together. Is he also into real estate as well? Or yeah, in- we are, we're partners in this venture. So that's that's also fun. That is so much fun. It's it's funny. When we started investing in things, when we decided we wanted to be more entrepreneurial, one of the things we said was we wanted an intercept between our interests so that this is something that we can also do together and make into a family business so that our kids can also grow with us and learn how to create money, how to invest, how to talk, where this is a conversation that's not so foreign to them. So I do love that you guys are doing that together. Is there any other words that you want to drop with our amazing audience right now that are listening and going, okay, well, now we know where to find you. Now we have to get to chat with you. See if we know like trust factor, start understanding that it's okay for us to be afraid and scared and still invest anyway, because if you can do it, maybe we can't do it too. Like what else do you, I mean, you've already shared a lot. So thank you very much. What else do you have to share with us before we, any last minute wisdom? You know, there's a really good quote. The rich invest their money to save time. The middle class and the poor, they spend their time to save money. It's very important to understand that. It's all about how you are 
do, what are you doing with your time? And really the, the, the passive income that gives you that flexibility to do what you want with your time, because, you know, we have non-refundable minutes in this life and that, you know, our time is the most important commodity. Absolutely. Time is value. Time is relationship. Time is just health. I mean, we've learned that, especially in this COVID world, life is short, right? And it's just great to have the time to spend with family and self and do the other things that we want to do to create impact. And it just creates more flexibility and diversity in our source of income because we can see patients and make money while we sleep, make money while we do surgery, make money, in, you know, in so many ways. That's not just with that exchanging one-on-one time between what we're doing with our time and also what we're getting, um, making money from. So I love that. I love that. So I want to say huge thank you for spending your afternoon with me and sharing all this wisdom with my people because you know, this stuff is important. You're spending your time to cater to us and you're doing consultations with physicians. And I, I know that what you're doing is a value. You've been where you are is important. And we need people that have been in the journey and really get what it feels like to be a physician, helping us with diversifying our income and giving us the power of choice to know when to stay, to know when to change, to know when to leave because there's power in being able to make those decisions. So thank you so much for hanging out with me. Thank you so much for having me. I love you and I love your show and and you're awesome. And my audience are going to love you too. So (laughs) thank you everybody for hanging out with us. I hope this has been a fantastic episode. I'm sure it has been. So get in touch with Ronnie, get your money working for you because it's going to be an amazing 2022. So take care, everybody. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Hey, if you're a woman physician and you are ready to take your finances to the next level, congratulations. We are nearing that time of the year. This is when the doors of our money school for women physician opens up. Remember, we only open three times a year and I cannot think of a better time for you to start your journey to a better financial life. So be sure to visit moneyfeedmd.com forward slash waitlist so you can be first in line when our doors open. Ciao.